Hello, good morning, good day. You are most welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet. This is your regular host, Festus Flourish Osemwahu, and today is the 15th day in the month of September 2021. You are all welcome. Thank God, I mean, it's halfway into the month. I want to give God the glory for how far He has led us into the month. Yesterday, we had um, a, a prophetic session, a prophetic blessing session as inspired by the Lord. And we had a great time. If you want to have access to the recorded version, please, you can check it out on YouTube, MKTV, and you will have it there on YouTube. God bless you. Wow, I know a lot of persons are just eager to have the next episode on this particular topic and because uh, the level of truth coming out it's so much so that um, can really heal you know brokenhearted and those who have really been you know mourning um, uh, well, I use the word mourning now or sorrowful yeah sorrowful deep down in their heart over their marriages but thank god that this truth is coming out and people are beginning to see what they can do please follow the what abigail did okay um, it's so unfortunate um, this is not how you you had planned your marriage this is not how you had wanted things to be but hey this is the way it is just face the reality okay i i feel for a lot of wives out there whose husbands are neighbor and you've been going through this emotional torture for years it's really really so unfortunate i know what you're talking about and i'm not an advocate of uh, sit down and die in one spot no 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 um p- part of what i'm going to be sharing with us when the time comes is to you know let us know that separation is is a very major um option that an abigail can take i mean it's not working the neighbor is killing you it's not only when a, a, a man lifts up his a, a machete or carries a gun and kills the wife that you know that he has killed in fact the arrows of emotional torture sometimes could even be worse than physical you know arrows you know you know what i mean things are not going well both parties should sit down and talk our eh? men should be willing to embrace dialogue things are not right you know your wife is not happy it's possible she would not have even told you to your face that you are a neighbor but you know she is not happy things are not right i, I mean it's possible yeah she also has played a role in all of this um she too has also been wrong i agree but accept dialogue accept mediation that's what neighbors will do they will don't want any mediation they don't want anybody to talk into the matter they don't want to believe that oh they're in charge that they are you know this is just about them the wife is dying, the marriage is not working, the children are suffering because of this, and yet you don't want to sit down? For goodness sake, that, that's, that's wickedness in the highest order. It's wrong. Things are not right. Oh, you blame your wife. Okay, I agree, I accept. Yeah, you blame your wife. Okay, now let's take you through the, the line of, of mediation. Let's see. If your wife is actually the one that is totally wrong, no, this man, they will not want you call for a reconciliatory meeting, they will not turn up. In fact, they will even 
increase the heat against their wife for daring to even report them or bring them on board. We have seen a couple of cases like this where people will come online and say, please, can you help us talk to our husband? I want to peacefully get into it. They will turn, they will screw up the whole thing against their wives again. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for these neighbors, I'm using this particular topic to tell them the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I'm a little bit hard on this, but I have to. I have to because this is what the Lord has asked me to say. And I will say it the way it is. Remember those days, the words of prophets, they were not always palatable to the people. It came hard because God wanted them to speak it. And it's also coming hard because God wants me to speak it. You might not be happy about it, but hey, that's the way it is. Enough is enough. Let's free up our, our, our Abigail. Let, let's give them a breathing space. If you feel your Abigail is not worth it, then separate from her and give her a space. You don't want to divorce, okay, no problem. Just separate from her and give her a space. You know, I, I know some ministers would not be able to tell the truth, but hey, God has asked me to say the truth, and I will say it. You do not value your wife. That's what it is. Your wife is now a devil. She is a witch. Okay, no problem. Oh, yeah. Make arrangements separate. Go and marry a saint. I just wish our neighbor, honestly, I'm provoking my spirit because since I started this topic, I, every time I'm back going into the studio, like, ah, God, I hope you just help me to control my emotion. Because I see these things on a daily basis. People are private chatting. That's it. It's the same thing over and over again. I'm not saying these women, I come to think of it, these women who are being tortured might even be the reason why their husbands are torturing them. I mean, they could even be the ones that are wrong, okay? You know what I mean? But not to give the woman the opportunity to fear hearing. That's what they call it. The man doesn't want to be heard. He just doesn't want to give space to reconciliation because he believes so much that the woman is the one that is wrong. I don't know. It can't, it can't work that way now. You, let's let's talk about it. Let's see who is wrong. And then if you are so wrong as a man, you accept where you are wrong. So this is why we're calling you a neighbor. We just want you to hear the truth. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. When you are standing your ground, you don't want nobody to talk to your mother or your marriage. Our marriage is not working. Yet you are still priding yourself. I'm the man here. You are just being a neighbor. And go and check what the neighbor is. And go and check what Abigail called a neighbor before David. And that's who you are. Please, we need peace. We need peace in our marriages. Uh, women are suffering. Uh, some of them, they, they are even suffering because of the things they have done wrong. But a proactive leader, as a man that you are, please put the cards on the table. You could rescue your wife. You could turn things around. Oh. Uh, sometimes I just get emotional about this. But I, I just pray that the right persons will hear this and our husbands will hear this. And some of these men who need to change will hear this. Please give room for dialogue. Give room to peace. If you can reconcile or resolve the issues between you, get in a professional. Let somebody talk into the matter. And don't just be making mockery of marriage all in the name of you are in charge. All right, so let's just continue and uh, let's look at what Abigail did again today. Let's see how Nabal, what usually happened to Nabal. Um, uh, looking at the episode of Abigail and Nabal. Yesterday we said um, Abigail, because of Nabal's attitude, Abigail has started keeping secrets and some of these secrets, spiritual secrets. And we've said it is normal that uh, an Abigail should keep a spiritual secret. 
because if the man gets to know about it he's going to react negatively and that might not ultimately help you know so you go act since you know that these secrets these spiritual secrets are valuable are things that will help you go and act on it and then let's see what comes out of it now i, I want to read a couple of verses and then um, i will let you know what and Abigail did hear, and her what can befall a certain neighbor. Verse 23, remember we are looking at 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 23. Please, just in case you are having access to this podcast for the first time, we are actually looking at the topic marriage to neighbor. Okay, that's what we are looking at. And so we're trying to pick things from the scripture here. Now let's look at from verse 23. And when Abigail saw David, she hasted and let, lighted off the axe and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground and fell at his feet and said upon me my lord upon me let this iniquity be and let thine uh, handmaid i pray thee speak in thine audience and hear the words of thine handmaid let not my lord i pray thee regard this man of belia evil neighbor for as his name is so is he neighbor is his name and fully is with him. But I then handmaid sought not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst send. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord has withheld thee from coming coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thine own hand. Now let thy enemies and they that seek evil to my Lord be as Nabal. And now this blessing which thine handmaid has brought unto my Lord, let it even be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. I pray thee forgive the trespass of thine handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil has not been found in thee all the days. Yet a man is risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul but the soul of my lord shall be now she was referring to saul okay now all right she was indirectly referring to saul that a man is risen to pursue you know thee but the soul of my lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the lord thy god and the souls of thine enemies them shall be then shall he sling out as out of the middle of a sling and it shall come to pass when the lord shall have done to my lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning thee and shall have appointed thee over ruler over israel that this shall be no grief unto thee nor offense of heart unto my lord either that thou hast shed blood causeless or that my lord has avenged himself but when the lord shall have dealt well with my lord then remember thine handmaid wow wow what a prophetess what a prophetess now quickly abigail was a judge okay that's what we're looking at today abigail was a judge do you know it was abigail that judge neighbor yeah that, that's why i took time to read through all of this it was abigail it was Abigail that judged Nabal and connected the judgment to Saul. Abigail was a prophetess. She knew that God was with David. Abigail saw the handwriting on the wall. She knew that the power was had, had shifted from Saul to David. And Abigail, I mean, she just couldn't imagine why her husband Nabal would turn down this, this opportunity 
of the next king of Israel who had come to visit thee to ask thee of help. I'm sure Abigail was already looking ahead. Oh, wow. If my husband had even helped this man, who knows? He will become the next king and this man would even have more opportunity to have blessings from the king. Abigail saw that this man, David, was going to be the next king, that the kingdom had been given unto him. Hey, and Abigail had to place the judgment not just to Saul, but to Nabal, who had also acted against David. And Abigail, not wanting David to shed blood, you know, prevented him from doing that and made all of this prophetic declaration. Now, friends, listen, the lesson to learn here is this. And Abigail, if you are there, you are hearing the sound of my voice, and you are an Abigail to your husband, this battle is not of you. The battle to deliver yourself from the hand of Nabal is not of you. It doesn't belong to you. It is of God. Remember I said Nabal most of the time had drawn the line between himself and God. And so it's God that will take care and that will handle Nabal. But you've got to do what is needful. And that is be the judge. Stand in the gap in the place of your kneels, in the place of prayers. And Abigail is a prayer warrior. And Abigail is, is a judge. And Abigail tells, places the judgment and tells God what she wants. And you know, some of you listen to the sound of my voice. They have been complaining. Oh, my marriage, my this, my this. You know, you have never really told God what you want about your marriage. You know, you have never really told God. God is waiting for you to say it. He's waiting for you. All right? But look at Abigail's attitude. Abigail humbled herself the wife of a wealthy man. David wasn't wealthy. He was not even yet a king. I mean, nobody would even reckon with him. Abigail fell on her face and lay down on the ground. It's like, you rather kill me. Remember she said, he said, let this iniquity be upon me. That's an intercessor. That's somebody who stood in the gap. Our wife should learn how to stand in the gap. The only way God will deliver you from the claws and from the attacks and from the abuses of Abigail, of of a neighbor rather, is if you have been able to prove one rule right. And that is the rule of love, divine love divine love being able to stand in the gap in spite of what your husband have done against you say lord forgive him for he does not know what he is doing that was like very similar to what abigail did he took up the iniquity upon herself and practically pleaded with david David, let the iniquity be upon me. I am the one that committed this sin. Impute this upon me. That is the heart of a divine love. When you learn to let go of the grudge, let go of the bitterness, let go of what your husband has done against you, and then come before the Lord and let God see that in spite of what your husband has done against you, you are still connecting with the heart of love, forgiving with the heart of love. You know what you have done? You would have heaped a coal of fire upon the head of such a neighbor. Yeah. You want God to fight your battle for you? You are an Abigail. You're going through tough times in your marriage. You're going through hell. You want God to fight your battle? Don't use the measure of evil for evil. Don't fight back tit for tat. No. Show love in forgiveness. Assume the responsibility. Don't forget, both of you are one. Whatever a neighbor has done, 
Whatever neighbor has said against the Lord, whatever dishonor neighbor has brought against God's servant, and whatever neighbor had done, you had you had done it as well. You were with him doing the same thing, committing the same iniquity. Don't forget, the two shall become one. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and the two shall become one. Both of you have become one. In marriage, you are one. The spirit of our big of neighbor is also on you. Every work of wickedness he had done is also upon you. Remember, David was coming to come and kill both of them. Yes, David would have killed her as well. Okay, so whatever neighbor had done, the judgment that is due upon his head is also due upon you. So how do you fight evil? By having a heart of evil. I, I, I try to get this across to a lot of persons, women who have been so bitter about their husband. It's just like some of them are auto-programmed, auto-programmed in their mind to believe that the only way they can get out of their miseries is to is show the heart of evil. Oh, fight with evil. Oh, my husband is this. Forgive him. What Abigail did in assuming the iniquity is like forgive what you can do in forgiving your husband. Pray for him. Take up your forgiveness to another level. Don't only forgive him. Take it up to the next level and start praying for him. Pray for his well-being. Pray for divine encounter with God. That's actually what we are doing in the uh, husband rescue project. All right? Uh, Where we usually lead women about about 3.30 a.m. in the morning to pray. Pray for their husband. Pray for divine encounter between their husbands and God. Pray. Would you just practically pray? We're not calling for the devil to fall and die, you know, that kind of stuff. Just praying. Pray for the well-being of your husband. He has a job. Pray for him. He has hurt you. Yes, right. I understand. But you are forgiving him. Pray for him. Do you know what you're doing? You are bringing judgment upon him. Oh, the judgment will be total. You are heaping coal of fire upon him. And God will really judge him. Like we saw in this case, it was Abigail that judged the man. Because kept on saying, let um, that enemy fall, don't uh, bear your hand and share this blood, blah, blah, blah. It was Abigail. And then when she finished, he said, when you be in your paradise, remember me. And did it come to pass? Yes, it did. All those utterances your husband have made against God's servant, go before the Lord and ask God for mercy. Intercede, stand in the gap and say, Lord, I don't know whatever my husband has said against God's servants, whatever my husband has said against ministries, whatever my husband has even said against Apostle Festus and marriage care. Go on your knees and say, Lord, have mercy. We said it together. I assume the iniquity. Have mercy. Do you know what you are heaping the coal of fire upon him? Yeah. He needs to repent. He needs to change. But if he's not going to change, it's not between him and God. Has your husband done things against the work of the gospel? Ask God for mercy. Has your husband done things against womanhood? Yeah, has he committed evil against womanhood? Your womanhood? Where he has practically flaunted his his, um, infidelity on your face. That's a sin against womanhood. The same woman that was there with this man when this man had nothing. But not because the man is blessed and he has money now, he can practically change from one woman to the other and he doesn't care if the wife is aware. That, that's, that's, um, um, it's like, um, how will I put it now? An abuse against womanhood. 
Has your husband done that? Take up the iniquity. Take up the responsibility and ask God for mercy. In any way your husband has hurt you, ask God for mercy. Has your husband been so cruel to people who needed help, financial help, but because of the typical nature of your husband, who wouldn't want to help, who would want to amass everything to himself, not wanting to help. Such a man has offended humanity. Ask God for mercy. Don't shift it to him, but take up the responsibility, just like Abigail did with David. You'll be doing two things. Number one, you will rescue your head. Number two, you will bring God's judgment upon him. Number three, you are actually asking God to shorten the days of your miseries and your pains and your woes. Because God would judge. God would act. You can't act that way with the heart of forgiveness, with the act of love, and God will say, allow you to be in this, in, in, in this um, war and torture. I know some women hearing the sound of my voice who have gone through extreme torture, and yet it's unabating because the neighbor is still in him. Go on your knees, intercede, don't be tired. Pray for him. He has hurt you, pray for him. Pray for his business, pray for his health. Forgive him. It's not a fight to finish, fall and die. Oh, my husband, leave that. Don't, 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 don't imagine evil in your heart towards your husband. Can you do that? That's what you need for you to be the real judge. Because in doing so, you're actually saying, you know, passing judgment on him, even when you're not saying it physically. And when God comes calling, you know, this is one of the reasons why a lot of men who started beautifully well, they had good business, money coming in, all of a sudden they start going down the drain. And they would think it's one witch, one power out there. They wouldn't know that they have offended the souls of the Abigail. I'm going to be talking more about this. When the soul of of, of an Abigail is offended, what God usually do? Most of our neighbor husbands have offended the soul of their Abigail. But show him mercy. Show them mercy as, as the case might be. So that God can fight for you. If God really wants to fight for you, you don't have to carry bitterness in your heart. Otherwise, how do you judge evil with the same measure of evil? Please learn. Abigail was the judge. But she, in your own case, you can be the judge on your knees. And you will see what God will do. Wow. God bless you. Again, time is not our friend. Let's just leave it here. I hope you are following this series. Please, let's share this podcast with our friends and let everybody also follow as well. I hope our neighbor will have access to this podcast to learn. To learn. All right. If you want to connect with us, our WhatsApp number is plus 234 Okay. We'll come back again tomorrow and continue from here. Until then, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. Marriage care truly cares. God bless you. Do have a great day. Bye.